Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and talk about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we're going to be asking the question, what's so special about Mary, the mother of Jesus? Should we be praying to her or should we not? I don't know, but we're going to find out. Mark, you ready? Let's go. On, Dude, Mark. that was a very different intro. It's, it's really different. What's going on, dude? Like, wh- this is different music. It sets me a little different. You had the intro today to I kick off a new... Thrown off, what's, man. What do we call this? A new era for the podcast? Because it's not a new season. It's a new chapter. New chapter. Yeah. it's We turned the page. We t- oh. <laughs> <laughs> we turned the page. Well, either way, dude, so we got some new music. We told we people uh, about a month ago that some changes were coming to the podcast. Yep. and. This was one of them. This is this is one of them. We have new music on the front end of the podcast and the back end of the podcast. That's right. But we want to make sure we tell you guys, A, what's going on, and B, give credit to whom credit is due. So, Fuller, right. you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah, so uh, Paul Lindgren, who we've used for about, uh, what, a year and a half now? Two, almost Since two years. Since the beginning, Since dude. The very I mean, beginning. we're talking 90-something episodes. Right. We've been using his music. He's been letting us use it for free. Uh, he is off on a new project adventure. Um, but in order to do what he's going to be doing with his music, he had to have all the rights back and couldn't have anybody else using his music. Um, so and that was just what, that's so just the way said, it was. So well, we're like, bro, okay. you let us use it for two years, so yeah, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> so seriously, I mean, we had stuff. Uh, Paul, actually, the, the one song we have been using for the last season or so. Right, Joy. Joy, he yep. actually wrote that as an inspiration with our podcast, right. actually. And we interviewed him for those three episodes and before that, Paradise. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even the outros were those. Those were Paul Ingram. Those were Paul's too, as yep. well. Yep. And so, yeah. So, yeah. It was a. It was a good ride. <laughs> it was a really good ride. We want to thank Paul for it too because he let us do it for completely free. Yes, he Com- did. Completely free, no strings attached. Right. And Joy, he he specifically wrote because we asked him to write us a new song for for the podcast. But when two, producers so. come knocking. I mean, got to do what you got to do. The bro is trying to have some, you know, additional income and use his music. So how could we say no? Oh, of course not. He let us use it. We're like, yeah, take it back. So, but make sure you keep your eye out for new stuff coming out from Paul. Follow him on Spotify. All of his music is still there. Apple Music, I think, too. Apple Music, Pandora, anywhere you can listen to music, he's on. So look him up. Paul and I always would spell it wrong. I used to say Paul Lindgren. Yeah, Paul Lindgren. L i n d g r e n. Paul Lindgren. Right. Yeah. Check so it check them out. out. But we got new music. We and we, it was a vibe. It was. It was. It was, it was good. It was different. It was different. <laughs> it's gonna take some getting used to. I know. It will. It will. But we're the same old guys. Same old conversation. Same old show. So before we even get into the show, we gotta talk about coffee. We gotta read a review, and you gotta get to know us as your host a little Mark bit. Mark and Fuller. Yeah. Mark and Fuller. So, dude, while I pull the review up real quick, tell us what coffee are we drinking? So today is a special coffee. It's not sent in by a listener, but it was bought uh, for a birthday of mine. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. A 30... 32. 32. 32. You're old, bro. I'm I, still I'm 29. There. Yeah, but So this is from uh, La Columba Coffee. And so if you don't... If you've never heard of La Columba, they have a... Um, Todd Carmichael has a TV series. He actually has two series on um, Discovery Plus. 
Uh, one is called Uncommon Grounds, and one is called Dangerous Grounds. If you haven't seen those, check them out. Uh, but this coffee is a medium roast from Haiti. Uh, it has notes of chocolate, toasted wafer, and caramel. Um, and so, basically, I'll just read Todd's uh, quick little yeah, story on the back. Us. So, Todd Carmichael and J.P. Ibitier uh, founded La Colombia on a simple but profound premise. Coffee can change the world by sourcing and roasting with care through 25 years of hard work and innovation, the two have created coffee experiences shared in cafes and homes across the country. So basically what what Todd does is he goes um, to these different countries and he finds farmers who typically would buy or would grow their stuff and sell it and, and make blends out of it and stuff like that. Um, he goes to those farmers, he's like, and he tastes it, he roasts it there on site, he ta- brews it, tastes it, and he goes, uh, hey, man, I want to buy all your all your beans from now on. And so he goes to these single farms. It's all single farm origin. And uh, he buys everything they have and roasts it and sells it. So it's uh, it's good stuff, man. That's really good. I mean, we were joking before we even started recording where it's like, how would we describe this? And it's like, good. Yeah, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> the, closest thing, the closest thing I could describe it as is drinking a coffee cloud. <laughs> drinking a coffee cloud. It's very light and airy. So but, La uh, Colombe? La Colombe. La Colombe coffee Columba. for Haiti. This is for Haiti blend, which is really, really good. Now, I do want to make sure, because we don't have video today, because nope. we had to record quick and get out, because you got work tonight, I, I my to friend. Work, so. <laughs> but we are drinking out of our Fathom Coffee coffee mugs that were yes. sent to us by Rodney Buse. Now, we didn't podcast for about, it's been like a, a month. month yeah. over. It's been over a month Well, we now. batched record, so, I mean, we were still releasing content. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. But we haven't sat down for a month because someone had to go get married. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mark. You're welcome. Went kidding. to Disney for the honeymoon. Bro, it was absolute amazing. But we weren't able to drink the, the coffee on the podcast because your boy forgot his grinder the one night. Yeah. And that was the last night we recorded for months. Right. So you took some coffee home. I took some coffee home. And it was good. It was some good stuff. Oh, it was good. It was really, really, really good. So we want to make sure we say thank you to Rodney, you know, you, for Rodney. powering the episode with the vessel by which we get the coffee yes. into our mouth. You are the hands and feet of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, if we want to go there, we can go there. But hey, all right. So, so before we move on to the question, we right. have two new reviews, bro. Bro, we had some reviews while we were gone. Let's hear them. So we got this one is from Marilyn Wiki, and we're, we're not going to figure out. We're not going to say if it's a guy or girl because Marilyn, you know, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Manson. I'm, well, we got in trouble last time, so we're not going to do that it's again. A, it's a person. It's a person. <laughs> now, I don't think we've read this one, but if we have, eh, it's, it's a good one too. It says, I've only been listening for a few days now, and I think I've listened to at least 10 podcasts during work. I love y'all's view on life and faith, and I have a lot to think about. Thank you, Marilyn. That's pretty Thank sweet. You, you know, we also were reached out by a couple different people. Um, one was a guy who, uh, oh, what was his name? Who won the, 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 the drawstring giveaway? Oh, I would have to oh my goodness. Hang on a sec. We're going to hang on a second. But he, he actually messaged us the other day and right. he listened to every single episode besides 10 of our episodes over 12, the court. The first 12. Right. Billy Fenton. Billy Fenton over the course of like, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks, a month. He listened to over 70 hours of our content, bro, right. which is absolutely Nuts. So, Fenton, we appreciate the love from you, too, bro. Yeah, we thanks, appreciate man. it big time. But, you know, right before we jump into the conversation, you know, we're I'm excited to talk about this conversation, Virgin Mary. The idea came from watching a TikTok, you know, because that's that's what we do. Well, and then I've been on forums on Facebook. forums, so. like, that's been talking about this conversation. Right. Yep. We are going to do a question. We've been doing a question in a box. Right. We're going back to the app called uh, Make Talk. And yeah, this is the, the confessional weirdo. category. <laughs> oh, so these boy. are the real questions. So we're going to click random. All right. 
Here we go. Random. Oh, when was the last time you lost control? <laughs> like, like lost control. I mean, my guess would be, I mean, mine is anger. Yeah. That's, you know, that's what I think. Lost control. Yeah. I don't want to skip this question because I feel like this is a little, oh, this is a little. So I, I, I don't lose ooh. control too often anymore, but I would have to say it was probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And this yeah. is the first time in a while that I lost control of my anger. And, Which, uh, did you have anger issues I growing did. up? I actually went to counseling for him as a, as a child. Oh, because really? Because I was such an angry kid. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But uh, what about you, man? Um, Full-fledged lost control. Um, in terms of my thought and, like, just... Vocal, I guess, would say the biggest thing because right. I haven't, I don't punch walls or anything. Oh, me either. I would say the week, probably like the week of the wedding, week before the wedding, somewhere in there, because I was in the process of finishing my repo house to get that thing for sale, which we sold it, by the way, which is right. awesome. Um, you know, it was the week before the wedding, family was coming to town, other things were happening, and it, it just was so much. And the kids were just. I got a lot of girls in the house, bro. We got lots of emotions and lots of tears and crying. And I was throwing kids at the left. And it's and right. all coming from Mark. Lots of tears yeah, and crying. Yeah, lots of tears <laughs> and crying. From, from Mark and Elliot, we just sit in the corner and cry. Because we're like, we can't do this, man. Too much estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I remember like that day, I was just throwing kids in timeout left and right. I yeah. mean, I think at one point, all the kids at some point were either on the couch, in the room, on the stairs. So I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And wow. y'all are going nuts. And it's and I, only and I, just begun. And I talked with Beth, and I'm like, like I apologize to the kids because I'm like, you know, like I got, I got really loud. Bro. The older ones, I got in their faces. I'm like, you need to sit down and shut up because we don't want to hear it. You're making everyone. I mean, it was bad. And bro, um, you just wait for the teenage years, <laughs> right? And I apologize to Beth, and she's like, Mark, you're you. you you know how nice it is to feel validated because you know sometimes these kids can get exhausting. And my kids are great; they're absolutely great, but. Between the, the the COVID quarantining, the move, yeah. I mean, um, some of our kids have special needs, especially one with sensory overload, and it's right. been sensory overload for the last three months. Right. And oh, so, so many huge changes. So even today, when I was washing, uh, when I when I was washing my dishes after making coffee for for Beth and I in the morning, I, I was praying for God. I'm like God, I'm not praying for God. I was praying to God. Not to Mary, but to God. Uh, and I was like, God, I'm going to need a lot of grace today because I am not ready. I'm not ready for this. I was so, praying, praying on the way over here for the same thing. Like, all right, come on, lead the conversation because I'm not ready for this. It's just, it's been, a, it's been a, a couple of weeks. It's been it, a month, really. It, it's been a month it's for been a month. for different reasons yeah, for both of us, definitely. man. And, you know, and this is the one thing where we've talked about what is, um, on, what was it? Un, unmarried, not unmerited grace. Um, what was the title of that episode? We talked about grace. Undeserved, undeserved grace. Yeah, undeserved grace. I mean, that's thankfully something we get as followers of Jesus all the time. We talked about anger and what does that mean? You know, sometimes we got to swallow our pride. We, you know, we're works in progress. At well, the end it's, of the day, that's you what know? it is. We're, it's continuing sanctification. It's not like we're sanctified and we're made holy. I mean, we're declared holy because we're of works in progress. But we're you know? works in progress. And, and that's it. And it's like, you know, like I actually listened to a sermon by, oh, dude, okay, so... One of my favorite pastors, and this will actually transition really well into our conversation Good. tonight. Um, one of my favorite pastors, uh, John R. Stott, or John W. R. Stott from over in England. They just created a new podcast for him, and basically they're just releasing all of his stuff that he released. Because oh, wow. he would record his sermons. He would never like air them live. He wouldn't reproduce them. He kept them internally for his own church because he's like, I'm a pastor of my church. I'm not trying to be this massive communicator speaking, right. which I thought was pretty cool. Um, 
And he was talking in there specifically about what does it mean to be a Christian? And he was saying, you know, it's not following a bunch of rules. It's not knowing about God. It's not doing this. He goes, it's waking up every day and trying to just, he, he even said, he goes, how many of you guys say, you guys say you worship Jesus. You say right. Jesus is your God, but how many of you can say Jesus is your friend? Because mm. Jesus, he, uh, we say, you know, what a friend, I, like what a friend we have in Jesus. Right. And Jesus was a friend of sinners and Jesus is our friend. Yeah, he goes, how many of us walk with Jesus, not just as our God and Savior, and we mentally know who he is. But it's waking up every day and saying, no matter the struggles, I choose to serve you. Right. That's what it is. And, and honestly, I'm not good at that. Cause, me Because I'm a, I mean, we're, we're works in progress. We're, we're, we're also both middle-class dudes where it's like, you got to pull, roll up your sleeves, got to, yeah. you know, Get lace dirty. up the boots. And <laughs> like, like you got, you got to make something of yourself. Right. Well, which, you know, kind of, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, but, but either way, you know, talking about prayer and that we're works in progress, right. we're going to talk about a person tonight. But we ain't talking about Jesus. We're talking about his mama. We're talking about his mama. We're talking mama. about Mary. And, you know, it's funny. You know, I was watching a TikTok the other day. It was actually on Instagram Reels because, you know, basically they're the same thing now. And uh, this this one guy, he had a skit where he walked out with this uh, this this thing of bread. And he was like, here you go, Mary. I made you this. And she goes, we, we, don't, ha- we, like, we don't have a bread maker. How'd you make it? And he goes... Um, it was like, um, it was basically, it happened miraculously, miraculously. And she, uh, then Mary was like, oh, don't do this, Joseph. And he's like, you know, see how ridiculous this is, Mary. Like, you can't just make something out of nothing. But, you know, the Bible says that Jesus was, you know, a baby born from the virgin, never had sex, Mary, who right. was a teenager who was impregnated by the Holy Ghost. And since then, she's been a centerpiece in the Christian faith, whether for good or for bad or in certain ways for so long, you know? So it always cracks me up though. So, you know, you just said like impregnated by the Holy Ghost and it, it cracks me up. People are like, well, how can that happen? And it's like, wait a second. You're talking about God who created man out of dirt. <laughs> like, yeah, he can put a baby in anybody and it doesn't have to be a sexual encounter to make that happen. Like that's God can just do whatever he wants. <laughs> this is what I'm curious about. You think Mary knew when she first got pregnant, like all of a sudden she was like, I feel kind of weird or something like she just started puking. I guess, well, I guess like, Hey, I'm pregnant. It's been a while since you've had a wife that was pregnant, huh? Well, um, yeah, that's true. Just remember how much sickness there was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she knew like, I, okay. Right away. Well, I'm just thinking like at the moment, you know, and obviously the angel came before she was pregnant and said, Hey, you're going to get pregnant. Right, exactly. Like, you're like, okay, I know I'm going to get pregnant. And I, you know, it doesn't specify whether it was that night, that evening, that day, um, a year from then, it doesn't really specify at what point, but we know that after Gabriel, <laughs> there was baby Jesus. And I'm pulling up uh, the, when when Gabriel came to Mary, that was Luke or was, oh, was that actually Matthew, the, the, the passage where we see, oh, right here. Uh, Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I have not had sexual relationship with a man or the good old King Jimmy, but I've never known a man, which we don't talk like that anymore. Um, and the angel replied to her that the spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the holy, my, my, my Bible just refreshed itself. It went back to the top. Um, the angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the holy one will be born called the son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. She has conceived her son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her uh, who was called child is for nothing will be impossible with God. And, you know, in this specific passage, there's a couple things that a, which is why a lot of Catholics have this, this idea of the, 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 the Virgin Mary, the mother of God, because when um, the angel first came to Mary, 
He said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And a lot of people says, blessed are you among women. In other words, Mary, you are favored. God has chosen you. There's something special about you, and you will give birth to the Messiah, the person right. you've waiting for forever. And it's kind of interesting where what this meant in ancient times, which we see, we do see in Matthew with Joseph where, you know, Joseph wanted to do, he was righteous. He wanted to do away with Mary, a divorce secretly so she wouldn't be stoned. She wouldn't be killed. She right. wouldn't it was be for her purpose, not so for it was, his. It was for her own purpose. Right. But when she found out about it, she praised God. You know, as this little, could you imagine being like a 14-year-old girl saying, hey, like an angel showing, hey, by the way, you're going to be pregnant and it's going to be awful for you because you're going to be an outcast in society because you're basically now, for lack of a better word, a promiscuous woman who got pregnant and no one's going to believe you that you were impregnated by the Holy Spirit. But let's, you know, let's take it back to the culture of the time. So they had been looking for the Messiah to come and they're under the oppression for, for, for thousands, thousands of years. years. And they're, they're under the oppression of Rome at the time, right? Mm-hmm. And so... For an angel to show up to you, first of all, there were no prophets during that time. God had nope. not spoken through anybody recently other than to uh, Sarah. And uh, so you got this this thing going on where almost God has been silent towards right. Israel for hundreds of years. And, and we, they just got out of the Maccabean period where there's been constant uprising and squashing, right. uprising and liberty so, and squashing. So as a 14-year-old girl to be visited by an angel, one, that's, that's like, whoa. That's pretty dope. And then to be two dope. told that, hey— God's going to put the Messiah inside of you. You're going to give birth to the Messiah. It's like, that's a huge thing. So, of course, you'd be like, well, praise God. Like, right. finally. <laughs> I mean, they've been under oppression, under Roman rule, being mistreated. Uh, the Romans were were known for, um, you know, raping young women and all sorts of stuff. So, can you imagine being a young woman during that time period where you don't know what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And the, an angel visiting you and saying, hey, you're going to give birth to the Messiah. And you're thinking just like the the apostles did. Hey, Christ is going to come and he's going to squash Rome and he's going to set up like, his kingdom go. right now. And, and then that, he gets yeah, killed. Right. So uh, keep in mind, when, when you read that text, that that's the mindset of most Jewish people during that time was the Messiah was going to come and free him. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for me to see that, that that's why she's praising, <laughs> praising God through this whole thing, even though it, it means that she's going to be looked down upon. Um, for being, like you said, promiscuous and, uh, yeah. So because the Messiah thing. is coming and she gets to be the carrier and the caretaker and the right. mother of Jesus. Right. Like that's a huge, huge thing. And then fast forward a little bit, homegirl lost Jesus. Right. Like you lost the Messiah, Mary. We only get one of those and you lost them. Right. Like, so, it, and, <laughs> and, but, but we see Mary in that stage and other ones where it's the fact of, she, I mean, she was Jesus's mother. She cared for him. And even at the cross, when all the disciples ran away, who was at the feet of the cross? Right. Mary. Mary. Right. So it's interesting. I don't know. You know me. I'm a chosen yeah, of fanatic. Course. I, was wait, I was actually going to bring it up. I'm like, nah, he's going to bring it. He's so, going to bring it. So chosen episodes two and three at time of recording just released this past week. Oh, season two. A season two. Episodes I have, actually, two and three. I'm behind. So there's three episodes now, but uh, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, episode two came out, and then at the end of episode two, Dallas is like, "Hey, we're just gonna go ahead and release episode three for you guys." Like, it just nobody knew about it. It was just a surprise, and it was like, "I was like, yeah." Wait, wait, so, wait, wait. So, the, so you watch like, do they air it live? Yeah, they were airing it live. It and then, live. so all of a sudden, you're like, "Oh, time to turn on the TV," and it's like, so, well, so, so Dallas is like, "You're gonna want to stick around after the the second episode." Uh, I got some special news for you, and so I was watching it on YouTube during live. And he's like, "We're just the special news. We're just gonna air, uh, episode three is done, and we're just gonna air it right now." And it was like. 
Cool. Hey, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> but during that episode, uh, the the character, the woman who's playing Mary, uh, she says along the lines of like, you know, I expected Jesus to be born and it would be this great thing, but when he was born, he was just a he was just a baby. He needed he needed help. He just needed. I mean, he he literally nursed and had to have his butt so wiped. It goes and, back to yeah. the not only hundred percent God, but also hundred percent man. The God man. He needed to be taken care of as a baby, and it's just hard for us to fathom because um, we hold the deity of Christ at the forethought of all of our minds so much so that we tend to lacks off that he was also 100% human. Mm-hmm. And so he needed, and, and then it, later on in the episode, it shows like he comes back from um, doing all these healings and stuff like that, and he stumbles back to his tent, and his mother and the disciples are sitting there arguing around the fire, and Jesus stumbles back, and he's like, good night, and he's like exhausted because of all the healing, and he's been going all day. And his mother like runs over to his tent because he's trying to wash his feet, and he's like groaning because he's like sore uh, he's and tired. He's yeah. a man, yeah. And so... Um, and so she's washing his feet and stuff like that, getting them cleaned up and putting them in bed as a 30 year old man because he needed help. And she's in the episode. She's like, I feel like he doesn't need me anymore. And then he obviously, it was just a cool, it was really cool to see all that, but just to think about, and and it put it into perspective of where Christ was on this earth. You know, Jesus was a, a man Mm -hmm. and Mary was a woman who was looking after her son <laughs> like and who knows if that story is actually true or not what they depicted i mean there's creative licensing so right um who knows if anything like that ever really did happen or not but uh but but let's think about it you're 32 i'm 29 how many times have you looked at your like hey can you just like pop like like i got not a pop a zip but like can you pop this knot in my back like it's yeah. just killing yeah. me yeah and that's or, our like, wife but how, how do you ask your mom that well it's a different culture back <laughs> right. then because it was a family first culture you right. know like the like is you even if he went off and found a wife and got married, he would have built a house right next, you know, connected to Joseph and Mary's. Right. Well, Joseph was was carpenter. Well, we think that Joseph was dead during right, that time true. because he's not mentioned. You never mentioned him, yeah, yeah. So, um, and obviously Mary is, and that's just kind of weird that Mary would be mentioned and not Joseph during but, yeah. that time period. Anyways, so let's dive into this conversation. Well, say, yeah. So, so all this <laughs> I mean, set up to say Jesus was literally the son of Mary. Right. And because of that, the I should say this in the Protestant world, do we? I mean, we call Mary the Virgin Mary. Right? Right. I mean, that's what we call her all the time. Right. Um, we call her Mary, Jesus's mother. I mean, we we have sermons about her. We talk about her, but she's just another biblical character. It's now, just like we would talk about Samuel or Samson or, or Paul David or, or Paul Dave, or Peter. Yeah, anybody. Or, but but uh, specifically, we should say the, the the Catholic Church over the the, or the Roman Catholic Church, to be specific, over the last oh I don't know thousand years or so uh, actually no probably back i think the earliest of what we're going to talk about started in like 600 ad or something like that um they've created a they call it mariology mm-hmm. which is basically the study of mary so it's like theology the study of god right it's a whole hermeneutic study apologetic around who really is mary right. and why does it actually matter and let's pretext that with we're not all catholics do that the mainstream Catholic Church does right. That. We're, we're going to talk about the Catholic Church, just teaching. like just like how Protestants, we you know, you're Baptist or whatever, you, whatever you want to be, <laughs> but you're different. There's differences and and differences in theology. Right. Same within the Catholic Church. Let's just pretext that that we're not saying that all Catholics are this way and all Catholics. What, what we're are about this to way. say, right? And right. we're not trying to bash Catholics. More, no, this is Catholic teaching. And Protestants go, okay, so how do we handle Mary? We right. need to have this conversation. So, 
this is the basic four tenets of Mary that every like this is Catholic dogma that the popes have declared that right. this is the official teaching of the Catholic Church. So we're not going to go beyond our scope. What like some random things that we've heard. Right. I got some misconceptions that people say, but we'll 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 talk about it. But so I actually got this from an official Catholic Church website. It's called the CatholicExchange.com. Kind of like for us, GotQuestions.org, Desiring right. God, Gospel Coalition, stuff like that. So basically, there's four primary teachings that the Catholic Church believes about Mary. Number one is she is the mother of God, which technically we'll say, well, Jesus is God, so therefore, yeah, we'll, 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 <laughs> that's on the you line. Know, we're, we're minutiae because we're she, we'll, like Protestants would know she's mother of Jesus, like the baby Jesus, but we wouldn't say, oh, she's the mother of God. Yeah, we would say she's the mother of Christ or Jesus. She's, she's Jesus' mom. Form. She's right. Jesus' mom, just right. like my mom, mom. She's Jesus' mom. Right. But so the biggest one is she is the mother of God. The second one is called the Immaculate Conception. And a lot of people, when they hear that, specifically because we were teaching this to our teenagers a while back with a guy from Notre Dame teaching it. It was really right. cool. Um, a Protestant who was a PhD student at Notre Dame in their archaeology department. Right. Really fun. Um, and the, he, he asked the teens, hey, what do you think the Immaculate Conception is? They're like, oh, the virgin birth. And he goes, no. Actually, no. But it's the fact of Mary was actually born without sin. So in other words, Mary did not have a sin mm. in her body. She was she was not born, or sorry, she was born without having original sin, which separated her from God. Because how could someone actually be the mother of God, yet also a sinner? So they have this the this this literally teaching where Mary was not a sinner, like she wasn't a sinner. Right. So at the same time, we'll get to this number four though, but that after she was like so she was born without sin had Jesus, but then or, uh, um, perpetual virginity. In other words, she never had sex again. Poor right. Joseph. Poor yeah. Joseph. Which but we know she, that, that she that's never not, did. That's not true because we see that Jesus had brothers. Right. But, and brothers this is where brothers. the, this is where the, 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 the study in the Greek and the Hebrew and the American come out because people are like, well, you know, that was the same term that people use for brothers as cousins and kinsfolk and other right. people. So some like so the Catholic Church will say it's not James brother of Jesus. It's he's re, he's related to Jesus somehow yeah, but, because of how the the language works. And a lot of Protestants will give that up and say yes, that word can also be. But it wasn't used. They, they leave out the context of everything, and, and that's, so that's, that's where exactly they lose what Protestants. So so the word yes, like you know if, if I look at you, hey like hey brother, how you doing? People will be like, wait, you and Chris are brothers, like. No, no, yeah. we're, we're just friends, right. but, but we're brothers. Right. Like that's but, just what it is. But during this time, it was it was different contextually. It right. meant actual brother, right? And so, cause I'm people, also laughing at this because I'm well, like, Catholics will bring up the the fact that well, like John, you know, he was the son of Zebedee. So, but they, he said, "This is your mother at the cross." He said, right. "Look upon this your, is mother, your mother. This, or is, your this is your son." Right, right. And so it's the same type of thing. Well, no, it's not the same type of thing. So, but yeah. Anyways, right. So the fact of so Jesus, the mother of God. So in order to do that, she had to be born without sin. And then after that, she never had sex again because apparently sex is wrong and dirty. Or and just, then, God created it. And then, at, and let's be honest, I mean, we're both married. Yeah. You don't need to think too hard. Right. <laughs> and then the last one is the assumption of Mary into heaven. In other words, she was born without sin, never sinned, didn't have sin, so she never had to die because of sin. So she wrote, she actually was taken up into heaven. So this is the Mariolo like Mariology that the right. Catholics believe. Now, this these are the basic tenets now by which you respond to those are different between the different Catholic churches. Right. But those are the basic the core. Catholic Church beliefs right. regarding Mary. Now, because of that, 
different responses come with that. And this is where we see the Hail Marys. Right. We see the prayers. We we see all these different things with Mary because as the Catholic Church would say, Mary is literally on a pedestal. Now, it's a um, misconception that Protestants have that, that the Catholic Church says, oh, Mary is the exact same as Jesus. And the Catholic Church says, no, we've, we've never said that. Mm. Jesus is still number one, right. but, you know, Mary is like right underneath. And then people will say, well, then why do you pray to Mary? And the Catholic Church will say, as, as the whole, not, not everybody, but as a whole, the Catholic Church will say, we don't pray to Mary. Mary does not answer our prayers. She's the messenger that takes the prayers to God. Right, because if you look at the Catholic Church, uh, the prayers of the saints, for example. Right. So um, this is not something us Protestants do. So when we look at the Catholic Church, like, yo, why are you praying to Peter? Why why are you doing these Hail Marys? Oh, bless why, John. <laughs> why, why are you kneeling before a, a image of... St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Matt, St. Because Protestants church. would call that idolatry. Idolatry. <laughs> but for the Catholic Church, they're like, no, 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 no. You know, they're we don't serve the God of the dead. We serve the God of the living. So right. just like I can go to you, Fuller, and be like, hey, bro, which I've done before. I've texted you and like, dude, I'm struggling. I just need some prayer right now. Right. And you'd be like, yeah, bro, I got you. Right. They say that's the same thing with the saints that are up in heaven, where it's like, yo, Augustine, or whoever your patron saint is, or what parish you go to. So like for us, we have... Uh, St. Matt's just down the road, right? So it'd be like for us praying to our saint, St. Matt's, it's like, hey, basically, you closer to heaven, so uh, can you go talk to Jesus for me? Yeah, can right. you go talk to God for me? And well, if you really want something done, who are you going to ask? It's, you know? Right. You're going to ask the dude's mom. But you have to look. You got you to gotta see. It's just like this is why they pray to the Pope. It's the same reason because he is the intercessor. He's the vicar of Christ. Right, the vicar of Christ. Exactly. He's basically... Christ's replacement here on earth is what it is right now. Right. And so he's the one that does the prayers of all the people and he has direct communication with Christ and you know he's the close and it's the same it's the same thing that you're saying. I mean it's the same type of thing why they pray to the apostles, why they pray to Mary. Um, it's not to them, it's they're the message carriers. And you are. know, I I was doing a lot of reading in this because you know, I read a Catholic because I read a Catholic uh article and it said, Hey, here, these are all the misconceptions that Catholic or that uh, Protestants have about Mary. And then I read a counter right. paper and I, I'm going back and forth on these. And it's like the Catholics like, we don't pray to Mary, but basically it's like, even for me, if you want something done, you go to my wife. If you really want me to do something, you go to my mom because my mom <laughs> will tell me to do it and then tell Beth to do it and we'll make it happen. And for Jesus, he didn't have a, like, no, like, like even the Catholic church believes that Jesus never married. He never had kids. You know, Da Vinci Code, again, just Da Vinci Code was a novel. It right. wasn't, it was not real. Um, but if you want something done, you go to the bro's mom. But when you start looking at the prayers that are in the Catholic prayer books to Mary, and you start looking at even, like for us with Notre Dame, you see the songs that are sung even after football games. Right. You see all these things, and basically it's the fact of Mary is, she is the one that makes sure the earth is okay, and is our... Our representative to Jesus, but hey, don't forget these people. You're God. You're doing whatever the heck you want to do up here, but don't forget, don't forget your mother and all of her people down here on earth. And she still makes sure that the that that we're covered in grace and that we're we're overshadowed in this. And the Catholic Church has such a high view of of Mary to the point where they don't just hold her in high esteem like like you know we do. We're like, yeah, she was. She was blessed of God. She got, I mean, right. how cool would that be? Like, thank God for Mary that she got to do this. However, now, you know, I got, I got neighbors across the street who literally have shrines to Mary in their backyard. Right. And I actually had explained to my seven-year-old and my nine-year-old, they were like, yo, Mark, so um, what's that thing over there? And I'm like, well, that's actually a shrine to the, to the Virgin Mary. And they're like, like, 
Jesus's mom, Mary. So we actually had to talk yeah. about <laughs> what what this is, and it now it's becoming more of this. You 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 have to do all these things to receive God's grace and receive God's favor. It's like the same thing. I think of Mulan. You know, like the dude went Mulan's dad to went into the ancestry in order to have the gods and the and however you view that faith to be. But basically, you pray to the ancestors for the blessing to look out for you and your family. Right. How is that any different from going to a shrine you made for Mary to honor her, to hold her in high esteem, to pray for her, to watch out, to care for, to, to you know, basically protect and watch over us so that way we are taken care of and that God's grace doesn't fall from us? Right. How is that any different? You know, and I'm, I'm going to pull one up real quick now that we're just talking about it. But it's like, I'm going to look up a, a, a prayer of Mary real quick, a prayer to Mary. Like, um, so you just have to look up prayer of Mary and there's prayers to the Virgin Mary, hail, Holy queen. Then there's, you know, hail Mary, Mary, help of those in need morning consecrations to Mary prayer to Mary, our lady of Walsh, Walshingham. That's a new one. Actually, I never heard of that one. Um, and then there's different ladies like the, uh, one that a lot of people know of lady of Fatima. A mm-hmm. lot of people know that one. Um, but I'm going to scroll back up to the one that that I know the best of. Hail, Holy Queen. And it says, Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee we do cry, poor, banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, most gracious advocate. That's a key word. We're, we're, we're going to talk about that in a second. Right. Turn then, most gracious advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, uh, uh, Jesus. Well, um, O Clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be worthy of the promises of Christ. And then the Hail Mary, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, uh, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. And it goes on and on and on. And basically, it's the fact of, you know, turn then most gracious advocate. And it, that is actually speaking of Jesus. Like, hey, Jesus, like, turn towards us. But who are they praying to to help make Jesus turn towards us? It's Mary. Right. So, you know, for us sitting here as Protestants, I know we can we can bash it. We can talk about it. We can call it idol well, worship. But this not, is a central tenet of the Catholic faith. We're not trying to you know? bash it. We're just, what's the truth in it? We're trying to see what the truth is because right. we we deal i mean i deal on forums and people i personally know that are catholic uh, mm-hmm. my doctor is catholic and every time i go in there we talk as a protestant and a catholic together going really wait i don't i don't think i realized that oh yeah it's a lot of fun <laughs> but he suggested some catholic books and i've bought catholic books and started that's reading. okay you told me about the guy that was i didn't realize yeah. that was your doctor okay yep, so it's okay. my doctor and so um you know, it's just what's the truth? We just need to know what the truth is. What does Scripture say? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can give opinions all day long, but um, what does the Bible say about this stuff? We see that um, our opinions, and, and we think it's idol worship, but why do we think it's idol worship? Why do we think it's wrong why, mm-hmm. as Protestants? Um, I'm, th- I'm looking at uh, Romans 2 right now, and uh, it's uh, I'll start it. 9, verse 9, two, chapter 2, verse 9 says, There will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek. But glory and honor and peace for everyone who does good, the Jew first and also the Greek. For God shows no partiality. And there's just scripture after scripture where it talks about 
you know, uh, the rich man and, you know, making the poor man your footstool. And, mm-hmm. and there's scripture after scripture about they're not supposed to be any partiality. All men are kind of created equal. We're all created equal in the image of God, which we talked about. In various right, episodes. exactly. And so to say, okay, we're all created equal except for the apostles. And so God, you know, the scripture wasn't referring to the apostles and Mary and all this other stuff. They're above us or pastors or popes or whatever you want to put in there, mm-hmm. you know, insert whatever. <laughs> right. Um, which the, the Bible talks about, you know, in Romans 3, where is the fact of, you know, we see, you know, uh, there's none righteous, no, not one. That's not Romans 3. That might be Romans 6. But it's not just talking about you're a filthy, rotten sinner, but it's the right. fact of, no, it doesn't matter if you're Jew none or Greek us. or rich or poor. We all, right. honestly, we're all sinners, we're in, all need sinners in need of Savior. Which, now Catholics also say that, yes, Mary still needed a Savior, who is Jesus. But at the same token, for us, though, it's the fact of if we all need sinners, how are we any different? But that contradicts what they already said. That Mary needed a savior and all this because she didn't if she was born without sin. Right, that's actually that's actually true. So it it automatically contradicts itself. So she was made perfect. I mean, now, granted, like where they get that verse from is the the Romans through. I'm sorry, not Romans. Uh, Genesis three, where it talks about you know the 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 proto evangelum is what it's called, and that's the the promise to Eve that you screwed up, but you know from the seed of the woman the Messiah right. would come and defeat death. And then you see in Revelation that Jesus, or, uh, you know, Mary was the vessel that carried Jesus, and it was the perfect vessel that carried Jesus. Right. Well, because when you typically talk about seed, right, you talk about men, right. seed of men. Mm-hmm. Well, because there was no man involved in Christ's conception, right. that's why it's the seed of the woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Which is another theological conversation of how is sin passed from man to man? Did Adam just represent an oops, like right. he failed on us all? Or is it actually it, it all the goes sperm back. of man that actually is where the sin line carries through? You That's know? a huge conversation. It's a huge conversation. Real quick, it all goes and ties back to the headship of man. Man is responsible for what takes place. Um, he's the one that is... Um, I'm trying to think of how to put this in the way I believe it because there's so many different views on it. You know, there's... there's the view that uh, uh, Calvinists, Calvinists believe that, no, you are born. As soon as you're born, you're born with a sin nature. You're born into sin. Arminius well, would say that, no, you're born, but it's not until you sin, but we sin so early that we're automatically considered sin. And so, right, right, right. To me, I believe. And then the Catholic Church is we, the Catholic Church also believes that we're born into sin, and that's why there's baptism to wash away original guilt and original sin. Right. To me, it's we're born and we have a sin nature automatically. And I see this in all, I've seen this in all my children. (laughs) The day of being born or the day after, if they're unhappy, they're screaming. And why are they screaming? Because they didn't get what they wanted. So there was a selfishness. Pride and whatever. From the very first day. You want to see sin, come watch Baby Fight Club in my house with three (laughs) two-year-olds. I mean. My goodness. I, I, I. I, that's yeah. So anyway, without but, diving but, but too going far. back into this conversation, of, right. okay. So what does the Bible say? I mean, flat out, right. we know that we're all created in the image of God, including Mary, including Paul, including Peter, including us. Right. Um, and we also know that we're all sinners and we all need a savior. No questions asked. Right. Right there. That's, that's what the Bible says. But you know, we, we also see where because the Catholic church is like, well, you know, we just, we pray to the saints cause they're closer to God and they can talk to God. They can intercede for us on our behalf in order to get those prayer to God. But the Bible even says flat out, like, there's only one mediator. There's only one mediator. You know, right. first, uh, first Timothy two five says there is one God and one mediator between God and man, and the man is Christ Jesus. And Catholics go, yeah, you're right, because the prayer said our advocate. That's why I want to say let's focus on that, because they're like, oh yeah, 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 we 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 agree, 
yeah, we have an advocate, but let's keep going. So, you know, we all have the ability to approach God directly. We don't need Mary. We don't need saints. We don't need a father. We don't need a priest. We don't need a pastor. We don't need a best friend. We don't even need a husband, as some really conservative Baptists teach of, you know, the fact that for wife, like, your husband is your priest. So, you know, he right. takes the, your, he takes the family of God, not you. But um, I've heard that a lot recently, actually. Um, but <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in a, a new Facebook group too. So um, thank you, Facebook. All right. <laughs> so Hebrews four fourteen through sixteen say this: It says, "Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need." In other words. We don't need nobody. When 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 Jesus died, what happened in the temple? The veil yeah, was torn. torn right. In other words, there is no more separating between us and God anymore. Right. Because of because of Jesus, we have access to God. We don't right. need nobody. We don't need to pray anyone. And you know, some of them might say, "Well, yeah, you're right." But wouldn't it help to have the mother of God on your side? And the fact is, no, it it's it doesn't help, help at all. At all. <laughs> in fact, the Bible even said Jesus Jesus said it's better that I leave that you're not even here because you get the Holy Spirit right. inside of you. So we don't even need a person to go to God for us because if you're a follower of Jesus, the, the Holy Spirit's Spirit. here walking right alongside you. You Who know, is part of the the Trinity. I'm just saying, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure um, the Holy Spirit's got a quicker access point to God than Mary does because He is. He is God. God, yeah. you know, um, and you know, and this is more of a of a thought process. You know, we we do see that in Luke, Mary. It says, you know, she's blessed. She's found favor of God. She's favored among women. She, out of the bazillion of people that have ever lived, is the one single person where it's like the Messiah is coming through you, right? Which, an amazing blessing, absolute amazing blessing. But at the same time, even though she was favored, she was blessed. She was called out to do a very specific thing. In God's story, for God's glory, Moses was also called out. Specifically, he was called up with the burning bush. David was called out through the the, the, the prophet Samuel. You see Isaiah being called out and say, you will be my, my voice piece. Same even with Ezekiel he, even and though other they, knew they weren't going to be listened to. <laughs> exactly. You see Paul with having the actual experience of right. Jesus on the road to Damascus and other people as well. But at the end of the day, so are they called out? They were called out the same way as Mary was. Right. But the same way that they're called out, all of us Christians are called out as well. Right. You know, I firmly believe that in, in the passage of Esther, when Mordecai looked at Esther and says, you're here for such a time as this, mm-hmm. I believe that wholeheartedly. Like, like you are here on earth for a reason to do a specific thing that God has called you to do to bring glory to him. So would you say you were predestined for this time? Oh, <laughs> snap. We got Calvinism. But So I'm going to read a long passage of scripture to, to back this up because, right. again— we can have this conversation of is Mary right or wrong or whatever, but what's the Bible? We say? need to like, especially if if we're talking about biblical things, right? Right. Yep. All right. So this is a long passage. So if I botch it up, I'm sorry, but stick with me. You guys will recognize most of these verses. Uh, Romans eight twenty eight through thirty nine says this, and I'm reading out of the NIV. Make Whoa. it easy. Yep. Um, <laughs> I like the NIV, so I'm me good too. With it. Me too. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined (laughs) to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he's called, he justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So let's pause right there. What what does verse 30 mean there? It says, 
And those he predestined, he, he has also called. Those he had called, he had also justified. Well, what's justification? Justification is you're able to stand before God and you're, like, you're, your sins de- are not counted you're, against you. You're, you're declared holy. You're, right, right. It's, it's the declaration of declaring uh, you're holy. Not, it, you're innocent. You're yeah. not. And yeah. not because of anything you did. It's all because of what God did. So, Which goes against another Catholic teaching of imparted righteousness, where it's the fact of, for us, we believe that, yes, we're Holy Spirit's in graphics, we're changing, but we put on Christ's righteousness. Right. Whereas the Catholic Church is imputed, um, imparted, imputed, I think, I don't remember which one, I think they're imputed, where the fact of your insides are now made whole. Right. Yeah. So, But, but we're being justified. So we've been predestined, one, to be declared holy, right? Right. Declared, set apart. Set apart, justified. So it says uh, he also justified those he justified. He also glorified. Gloried, glorified. Yeah. So it's nothing that we've done. It says he has called. He has predestined. He has justified. And this is exactly he what glorified. he did with the Virgin Mary. Right. Like the exactly. Virgin Mary, she was you know predestined and she was called right by Gabriel, and then she was justified right and then now she's glorified but it was but not because she's special just because she was chosen to do this by god she was just chosen she was the vessel that he had his purposes to to carry out she was just a tool Mm -hmm. back to we said this several podcasts ago she was the backpack that he chose to put his books i like that she was the backpack (laughs) and so so we'll keep reading the verse in a second but i want to get to a quote that piper said that talked about just what you said all right um this is in a an article that he wrote called bless the mother of jesus but mainly be the mother of Jesus. It says the veneration given to Mary in the Roman Catholic Church is beyond what is warranted by the New Testament. In fact, it is astonishing how little we see of Mary in the New Testament. Let us honor her unique motherhood. Let let us count her blessed as the mother of our incarnate Lord. But let us not put her on a pedestal that neither she nor Jesus would have approved of. Yet amazingly this fact, and there's a couple more paragraphs in between, but it says, yet amazingly this fact the virgin birth of Jesus by Mary is never mentioned again in the New Testament. That doesn't mean it's untrue or that it's unimportant. It simply means that it was not the pro- it was not prominent in the life of the church. Celebrating it was not an essential part of the worship of the New Testament church. Otherwise, it would have been mentioned elsewhere in the letters to those churches. I mean, where do we see anywhere in Scripture that that anybody fell down and? Worship Mary for being holy, or it was all Jesus. It was all it was all Jesus. I mean, we see Mary, you know, giving birth to Jesus. Well, you know, Gabriel, and then giving birth to Jesus. We see Mary when she lost Jesus. Right, not not a good, not a good moment. Which we've all lost our kids. Let's be honest. But she lost Jesus in Jerusalem three days later, and then we don't see her again until the the feast, uh, the wedding feast, and then we see her again at the cross. Right, and then we hear about her again where Luke says. I wrote a lot of this down because Mary kept them in her heart. Right. And so Luke actually sat down with Jesus' mom he, and wrote. He interviewed Mary. And all he said was Mary kept these things in her heart. Right. It wasn't the the holy blessed virgin, uh, virgin of, right. of the uh, mother of God. Just Mary. She was Mary. Right. Now, I'm sure she was sweet. I'm sure she was amazing. But we need to give her the, the credit that is due, but the same token— Hold her in esteem the same way Scripture does. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, but keep reading in Romans 8, 31. It says this. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns us? No one. Jesus Christ, who died, more than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Should trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, or danger, or even sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all the day long. We are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. No. And all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that he is neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, nor the present or the future, or any powers, nor height or death, or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does that have to do with the Virgin Mary? We don't need her. Nope. The fact of uh, we need to hold her in high esteem and, you know, just like praise God for her that she, you know, was chosen to give birth to Jesus. But right. there was nothing special. Mary about- was another servant. She even said, I am I am the Lord's servant in her in her response to the angel. Right. I'm the Lord's servant. Do unto me as as he There was, was nothing special about Paul no. until God. There was nothing special about Peter until God. There's nothing special about Mary until God. There's nothing special about Mark or Fuller until God. God is the one that chooses who he will to use as his instrument to present his message to the world. And we just have to be willing to be that person or to be that tool and not resist. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just a backpack. I'm, I'm just, just a backpack. backpack. <laughs> and, you know... When I read these verses and, and when I think of, of the Christian faith and the Christian walk, it almost seems like, and I'm not trying to, because I know we got some people who are Catholic who listen to this and people who are Catholic that we're friends with, right? where you know they hold Mary in such a high esteem that it is one of the, in fact, um, the guy that was teaching Sunday school for my teens, he says the last part of the Catholic tenet that most Catholics cannot let go of, even when they come over to Protestantism, or that they just have, like, it's like the last thing they give up is Mariology. Right. Because it's one of those things where it's the fact of she's the mother of God. Like, she was born sinless. Like, so much theology and prayers and practices of the Catholic Church revolve around Mary. I mean, we have churches named after her. We have schools named after her. We have shrines all i mean we're, we're in south bend we're in the They're mecca everywhere of we're, we're, the, we're, we're literally they what, what are they called notre dame the uh the vatican of the west yeah something like, like yeah, we are the in, we're in the heart of the catholic ever. yeah like you go outside of south bend you ain't gonna find a whole lot of catholics in comparison to what's here right i mean we have what two massive high schools hundreds of elementaries and junior highs several like several, several colleges i mean we got saint mary's college yeah we, exactly <laughs> we got saint mary's we got holy cross right we have, holy cross we got notre dame we got i mean the list goes on and on. There's Catholic churches all over the place, too. But at the end of the day, you know, for us as followers of Jesus who we we turn to the Bible for answers, we don't turn to tradition for our salvation. Right. What does Mary have to do with our faith? And the answer is the fact of she was blessed to give birth to Jesus yeah. and raise him. Like, she that that is the blessing that is given to her. Does she need any more blessing? Not from us. Nope. In the same way that, do we bless Paul? Do we bless, I mean, again, the Catholic Church does. Right. They, they bless the saints, and they have the prayers to the saints to work do on we, their behalf. Do we bless but, John Piper? Do we bless anybody? Do we bless Pastor Scott? Do I bless you? I mean, no. We acknowledge that, hey, God is doing a great work in this person. And God we're thankful for them. Person. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but to put them at the same level at which, now, again, I, the Catholic Church will say, we don't agree with this, but how many Catholics that are actively practicing here on Michiana, across the world, look at Mary as one of the most important things in their their faith. Yeah. You know, I think we need to do a podcast on idolatry because <laughs> this kind of ties, goes hand in hand with 
with not just the Catholic Church, but even Protestant churches. Mm-hmm. Of what are idols that we well, have. Right, exactly. So hmm. I think that, that'll be a future podcast. That'd be a fun one. <laughs> but as we land the plane from this one, dude, you got any other final thoughts just coming out? I'm, I'm done talking. I, I, think I think I talked enough. My only final thought is um, I don't think we should view our Catholic friends or Catholic brothers and sisters, however you want to term it, mm-hmm. as the enemy. I think there is a lot of misconceptions, and I think there's a lot of, uh, and I see this, um, I see this in a lot of things. You know, I've been doing a lot of research on um, transgender Christians, mm. which to me doesn't make sense. How can you be a Christian and transgender? Um, but then you see the way their thought process read these scriptures and how it does. It's not the same thought process as mine, and in a lot of the ways, that's how the Catholics are too. They read the scriptures, they see it differently because of whatever reason, mm-hmm. how they were raised, how they were brought up, how they were taught. Um, and a lot of Catholic churches revolves around Old Testament teaching, which correct. we still have to have a priest or people to go well, before us. I mean, you know, just like even, Mary. even the mass, even mass is, is supposed to be a representation of um, the tabernacle mm-hmm. um, and temple worship and all this stuff. And that's why, that's why so, every Catholic church is so, well, not all, but. The cathedrals are beautiful, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that. That's what You're it's supposed, supposed to have to be. a transcendent this feeling and, when you walk into. And the they house have, of God. they have, um, just as much love. At least Christian, uh, the the Catholics I deal with have just as much love for Scripture as what I do. Um, theology is way different, but don't view them as the enemy. Don't view them as less. Just view them as, um. Same way to view other people in other different nominations. Yeah, just it's got to be conversations talked about. Um, I believe that they're misguided. They mm. believe I'm misguided. So let's get together and find the truth. But and, let's, and that's the difference is we're not bashing. We don't want right. to set up, set up here on our little pedestal and whack, 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 right, whack. It's, right. No, let's, let's reason. Let's talk, let's talk about together. it. And let, let's not study. I don't want to study, you know, the Catholic book of catechisms. I don't want to study just like they don't want to study apolo- you know, Protestant apologetics. Like, like here's our, here's our Baptist faith, the message. Right. Exactly. So, all right, let's agree on something. We know scripture. Let's, let's dig, dig in and dive into scripture. What does it say? And let's be willing to hear their side of things and hope and ask them to hear our side of things. And then let's find the truth together. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not cause more disunity than there already is. And, but here's the difference, though, is, you know, the Catholic Church, they hold tradition at the exact same level of scripture, scripture. Right. Which is, the, my question is, is just why? And a lot of the reason is, well, this is the what's been passed down to us since the apostles. And the question is, is, is but, it really? But it's not, you know? because what's passed down through the apostles is what we in have. the scripture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. The, the way to, I'm encouraging our listeners um, whether you're Catholic, whether you're Protestant, whether you're not a believer at all, let's pare it down, let's find the common ground of Scripture, and then let's study it and find truth together. Let's get rid of all the extra fluff, the traditions of Protestantism or the traditions of Catholicism, and let's look at Scripture, which we know is inspired. <laughs> I hit the button too fast. Apparently it's sensitive. But, uh, yeah, so that's all I got now that you ruined it. <laughs> I ruined your vibe. No, you're cool. Are we ready for well, are, are Let's we ready? do it now. Time for... I botched that one, bro. It's all right. I botched that one. Piper makes it better. There it is. <laughs> Apparently, when you just hover the button and like barely tap it, it's like activate. 
You don't have you don't have to whack it. You don't have to. It's not like a mute button. Like if I just touch the mute button, nothing happens. But if I just touch the pad, it's like touch it. Touch right. it. If, like I'm just like oh yeah. I just it touched quick. it. Like it I, I didn't even tap. Like I tapped it. I didn't even press. That's funny. Oh, but either way, either way, that was a good conversation, bro. So, but now it's time for the fun fact to bring us to out of the episode. Fun facts with Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. All right, what you got for us, my dude? So, did you know that the new car smell is the scent of dozens of chemicals? Huh? The new car scent. That's the, chemicals. The, the set of many chemicals. So few odors are pleasing, are as pleasing as a new car smell. That's true. That's and true. And not just because it's nice to be in a brand new car. But while a scent may be strangely satisfying, the fact is that it's pretty much just a combination of 50-plus chemicals known as volatile organic compounds that are released into the car. Decaying quickly over time, the concentrations found in a typical new car aren't dangerous, but among the VOCs that make up much of the new car smell are those found in nail polish, auto fuel, and petroleum. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, that new car smell is chemicals, chemicals, petroleum that could you're, kill you. You're, you're smelling gas, petroleum, <laughs> and so gas, oil, and nail polish. Is do you? Okay, so a lot of people love the new car smell. That's but true. M- one of my favorite smells. Like I got, I got a few. Like you know, you know that fresh cut grass. Fresh you know, that coffee. The, 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 the first time a burger hits the grill oh, in the spring. Oh, oh, oh. But new sneakers, bro. Really? Something different about new sneakers. Yeah, that's not Like me. fresh out of the box, you order them straight from the, yeah. I like new the smell s- of tire, like going to a tire store. Oh, see, I don't like the smell of rubber. Oh, I do. I, like, I like the shoe rubber, but not the tire. I know the smell, though. Yeah. I, I know the smell. But either way, guys, we hope you guys enjoyed at least the, I mean, if, if you got this far in the podcast, I, I think you might have enjoyed something i hope i hope you learned a little something <laughs> for it but you know we want to keep the conversation going we say this all the time we've had a lot of you guys recently reach out to us whether instagram facebook email texting someone has texted us here recently yeah. as well and left us a voicemail and unfortunately life's been really crazy for us the past month and so we have been, been on on top of things as real. normal but we're going to try to get back to we're, we're trying we're trying to line up some more interviews for you guys to keep having these good conversations because you know we talk about we want to talk about faith we want to talk about culture we want to talk about life what's going on and how can the christian respond to all of this right and we hope we're doing that yeah. but we also want to make sure that we get your ideas we get your perspectives if you if you think we're off base if you think you know what guys mark y'all banter too much at the beginning you're like no we love this we've heard both sides we're Old not gonna time. please everybody no, but sorry we want to make sure we're, we're we're serving you guys well with that so you always can reach out to us at real talk christian podcast at gmail.com instagram facebook twitter real talk christian podcast the website where you can hit the merch store real talk christian podcast.com it really is that simple and, you know, we've been talking about this for over a month now, but we would love to start a blog feature on the website oh, as man, well. So you know, bad. there's a revolution uh, desiring God. These places, they're all articles that are written by the people who love the show. And right. these are not written by the staff people because we believe that we all have gifts, different gifts and abilities and talents. And maybe yours is writing. And we would love to feature you on our website to encourage the peoples that we have with us in the RTC family. Definitely. But anything else for you got are we we good no, to go man. uh just uh yeah reach out to us either real talk christian podcast at gmail.com the phone number 574-400-5352 uh hit us up on instagram facebook twitter uh we haven't really been active on the parlor is parlor even back up is now? parlor even back I up don't even i don't know. even know how to answer that question like is parlor back up or not i but, uh, i don't know yeah i mean uh Hit us up on on one of the forums that you use. We're on everything. Let's do it, my friend. But hey, until next time, though, guys. Take it easy.